Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Monday Mail Time here on the Paranormal Activity Podcast channel. These episodes are all about you guys and your paranormal encounters. I look forward to Monday every single week, no matter what Garfield or the rest of them say. Um, my name is Molly. I'm the producer of Paranormal Activity. And every week we like to dedicate a whole episode to you and your paranormal encounters. They're so much more common than you realize. If you've had an encounter with something paranormal, unexplained, some extraterrestrial even, we want these episodes to show that. So if you're feeling like you might be crazy and you're going to be ridiculed for telling us your experience, then do not be worried. This is a safe space. We love hearing these eyewitness accounts from you. And what's that I hear? Right on time. Here he is, the mail out. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. So great to have the mail out back. Um, he's been on leave for a little bit and if you listened right at the start of Monday Mail Time he was in full swing but then sort of dropped off so it's nice to hear those wings flapping by to give me these pieces of mail today we have an experience sent in by email from Helen she writes hi team I was listening to your Spotify and you requested listener stories I hope this one you can answer would love to hear your learned opinion so Without further ado, let's jump straight into Helen's experiences. From birth, I have always attracted spirits. I should rephrase that. They have always been attracted to me. In 1985, we moved to Manor House in Wednesbury, where I live, in the Black Country. It was a bigger, nicer house with a large garden. I still live there, but a few doors down from the house I grew up in. Built during World War II, the road is known to be haunted according to the local historians and I can see why. My parents had the big room, my sister had the back bedroom and I had the front bedroom. Before we moved into that house, I don't remember ever fighting or arguing as much as we did in that house. Was it the house or just part of growing up? Since moving out, the family has gotten a lot better and we don't argue as much or as viciously as we did in that house. The tension in that house, we all suffered depression, eating disorders, anxiety, insomnia, objects would disappear, we would hear our names being called, bangs, smells, doors opening on their own, the landline ringing for no reason. I'd spent so many nights sleeping on the bedroom floor of my parents' room as my room was terrifying, but they would put it down to my overactive imagination. 
Maybe it was easier for them to deal with. It was in this house that I learned to shallow breathe. Even now when I sleep with people, the amount of times they've shook me as they think I've died as I don't move. I'd be great at playing a dead body in a film. So I didn't actually know what shallow breathing was. Um, so I did a little search and it's just, it's exactly what it says really. Normal breathing, you're going to take all the air into your lungs, but you don't take as much air in. It seems like the patient's breathing, the breathing is short, fast, shallow and quick. Um, so that's what Helen was going through. And it can be considered a medical emergency if you are shallow breathing. So I hope that's all been sorted now for you, Helen. She said that sleeping in bed, I would constantly feel as if someone was watching me by my bed. I had many bad dreams in that house. One time that reoccurred, I would try to get up and turn the lights on and no light would come and the house would be dark and silent. As I looked down the stairs, I could see a man walking up the stairs. He was large with a side parting and a large jaw. He was very scary to look at. I would always wake up before he got to me. Is that a dream then or... I don't know. Is there some reality there? We always say on this that on this podcast that there is potential for there to be a sort of crossover or a bridge that opens once um, in, in dream states. Growing up in that house was not fun. I was glad to leave when I went to university. People always ask me, why did I go back? I didn't have a job or any money after university and learned to just live with the happenings. My sister moved out when she was 18 and I took over a room. Most of the events happened when I was alone in that house and so found it hard to prove. Every night I would hear scratching on the walls. I told mum, but she said it was probably Miss Berry, our then neighbour. But why would she be scratching at the walls and how could I hear them as the walls were very thick as it's a very old house? She once got burgled and we heard nothing, but we could hear a scratching on the walls. It makes no sense. I don't know, we're going, we're going deep, but maybe somebody got buried or, you know, in the walls and is trying to scratch to get out. Um, I feel like there's been another incident there where some, you know, scratching's been heard and then it was revealed that something's hidden behind the walls. It's like somebody wants you to find something behind there. I wonder if it was always in the same place. I'm getting ahead of myself. She might have already said about this later on, so I'll, I'll crack straight back on. Even in my current house, I hear my neighbour's super loud alarm and opening the curtains, but we have never, ever heard them scratching the walls. I have four cats who sleep downstairs and I can't hear them either, and they're in the same house. I dislike silence. In my house, there's always something on. The TV, music. I don't want to hear anything I shouldn't. My house is very free and relaxed. There's no atmosphere and it's calm. One day, I was upstairs in my room, just doing my thing as teenagers do, and I heard my mum call me. So instead of going down, I yelled back, What? To no answer. She called again. Getting annoyed, I walked downstairs to the living room and again asked her, What do you want? She asked me, What am I on about? I said, You just called me. She denied this. This was not the first or last time I would hear my name. Nighttime was always unnerving. I would stay awake as long as I could. Friends who've stayed over at the house have also heard bangs and ticks. Before things happen, I would hear what would sound like a thing, which I put down to the light bulbs cooling out. But watching Most Haunted, they said it's like a signal that something supernatural is going to happen. Lying in the dark, my heart would beat so fast I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I lay there in the dark, the presence by my bed. 
I daren't move or shuffle and eventually would fall asleep. I would hear a ping that I thought was a light bulb cooling, but I learned from Most Haunted it's the night is the noise heard before an occurrence. I didn't know about this ping. Um, I'll have to ask a vet and come back to you guys on that. One evening, I decided to film my room. Great idea, Helen. Hopefully you'll capture some footage. I had a camera phone, but it didn't have night vision, so I just recorded sounds. I think sounds are good enough, though, even still. Some of the EVP evidence that you get through is, like, heartbreaking sometimes, the things that you hear. Um, But it really puts things into perspective for you if you're picking up on some audio. And it's often audio that comes through first before sort of an apparition or a manifestation. The first night, the recorder was by my bed and I heard shuffling and ticks. But as it was by my bed, I thought it could possibly be me. So I moved it to the other end of the room. On reviewing the recording, I heard someone say, oh God. I heard what sounded like a latch being pushed down on an old door. And I heard things being moved as if someone was dusting and replacing the items. I played it to my parents who told me to stop being stupid and I was dismissed. I always had trouble sleeping when I was little. Noises, shadows, that to every rational person were normal, but to me, they were monsters. And yeah, of course, if you're little, that's what you're going to see them as, yeah. I remember staring into the darkness. The orange street lamps shone into my bedroom. One night, behind my bedroom door, I could just about see a figure. Oh, we're ramping up. Everybody hold on. It's happening. It was a boy, bathed in white as if lit by moonlight. He kept jumping behind the door and back into my room and waving at me. I watched this for what seemed like eons. I've always wondered if it was my neighbour's grandson coming back to play. He died falling through a roof on a building site some time previous. He was 12-ish, I think. I screamed bloody murder, much to the annoyance of my overworked dad who raced to my room, lights on expecting the worst. I told him what I saw. My dad is a rational person and nothing bothers him. Even now, I use the phrase, don't get scared until dad gets scared, because if he's frightened, it must be bad. He told me there was nothing there and to remember Clint Eastwood in Dirty Harry. Whenever I'm scared, just aim and fire and the terror will go away. I still use this today when I lie in the dark afraid of noises. I never saw the boy again. As I grew up in that house, I tried in vain to treat the occurrences as the norm. I wonder if that was the neighbour's grandson. Um, Or maybe it's related to the scratching. It's really interesting and also like a really scary experience if you're a child seeing something in the middle of the night. You're already having nightmares. Um, I'd like to say it's a playful spirit, but, you know, surely they know that's going to be scary for you. Um, But they did seem... You know, if they're waving at you and things like that, maybe it is. My gut sort of says it might be that boy who passed away. who's just saying hello and saying he's okay, um, looking for his friend again. As I grew up in the house, I tried in vain to treat the occurrences as the norm. We'd hear the front door open and close. Objects would disappear and never return. When my dad's mum had passed, the events only got stranger. He recalls that one evening the telephone rang and when he answered it, it was his mum calling his name. He and his mum didn't really have a loving connection and he refused to speak of her or his family. I know next to nothing about them, but this shook him up. We could also smell her in the house. It was this type of sick room smell, bleach with a hint of urine. It was only on the staircase too. His mum's house had always been a weird part in my life. 
Whenever I dream of her dining room, I can guarantee the next day I'll have a bad day. Weird. It was not a welcoming home. She was a staunch Catholic and my mum, being a bohemian non-believer, was never really welcomed into the family. I believe the word heretic flew around quite freely. The house was adorned with pictures of Jesus and the Pope and you weren't allowed to touch anything. How strange, especially with the phone call. Um, We recently did an episode all about connections to electronic devices that we have all around our homes and the spirit world and the amount of people that have had a similar experience here to uh, to Helen's dad where they've heard a late relative saying their name on the phone but then get no answer afterwards or it's got all crackly static around it and they can just make it out or they've had a text from them Um, so it's really interesting that this has happened to your dad too and maybe it sort of is evidence that spirits can use these electrical devices to contact us if they really want to. Maybe your grandmother not having the greatest relationship with your dad is reaching out in death in that final moment to sort of, to make reparations, you know. Um, That would make sense to me. But even weirder about, you know, you're going to have a bad day the next day if you're at her house. Maybe um, that's really interesting, that. And if it's, I guess if it's a bad atmosphere, maybe you've got a a premonition somehow that's warning you about the next day. I don't know. Um, I'm just thinking aloud. If anybody else has any um, thoughts on this, please do get in touch and you can find out how at the end of the episode. Anyway, I'm jumping straight back in with Helen's email. One of the most frightening events in my house still lives with me to this day and no one has any explanation for it. So... My parents were at the cinema. I was in my 20s and watching TV. Nothing abnormal, just TV. Not a horror film. I wasn't stoned and it wasn't late. Say about 8 o'clock. I remember sitting there before the internet so I wasn't distracted by Facebook or the like. The living room is oblong and above is my room to the front and the spare room to the back. It's a sturdy house and a quiet road and we have double glazing so you can't hear anything outside and neither can the outside hear you. There was this tremendous bang above me. It was so loud, the bulbs in the ceiling shook. I sat there, motionless, thinking, if that's a burglar, he can come and get me as I'm not searching for him. So I waited and waited. Nothing, just eerie silence. I thought, I can't just sit here. If it is a burglar, he could be doing all sorts and it's up to me to do something. Well... I've seen FBI films like Silence of the Lambs open doors fully in case the perp is hiding behind it and take it from there. I couldn't call my parents as they were at the cinema and my phone was in the kitchen anyway. I couldn't climb out the living room window as mother locked them all so thank God there wasn't a fire. I had to move. So I opened the living room door slowly, standing behind it and this door that had never creaked suddenly had lots to say. And when you open a creaky door, you do shh as if it's going to shut up. I walked through the hallway, back to the wall, looking up the stairs, and made my way to the kitchen for my phone and a knife. I stood at the bottom of the stairs, looking up, listening. I could hear nothing. I walked up the stairs again, back to the wall, slowly and silently. I peered through the banisters to my parents' room. I couldn't see or hear anything. I made it up to the top step, heart thumping. I put my ear to the spare room door, but nothing. I opened it forcefully so it banged the wall and there was nothing amiss in there. I thought they have to be in my room. 
I saw my reflection in the window and assessed the room from there, but nothing. A sigh of relief, I can tell you. So I lowered my knife and checked that nothing had fallen like a picture off the wall or my guitar. Nothing. The house was silent. I made my way to the living room, left all the lights on and doors open and sat watching the hallway from the living room until my parents returned. When they walked in the door, my face was ashen. I told them what had happened and they were shocked. My dad, Mr. Rational, checked the house, even the attic, but nothing. He said it must have been a car backfiring. And now I'm all for rational explanations, but unless that car exploded to smithereens, there is no way that that is the reason. He called his fire brigade friends, he was a retired fireman, who checked next door as it was empty as the man had died. Nothing. I even tried to recreate the bang by jumping on the floor above. I'm a big person and even I couldn't make that bang loud enough to make the ceiling lights shake. To this day, it remains unexplained. When I saw the film Paranormal Activity, it scared me as the events in that film, particularly the bang, happened in our house. I don't believe in demons or the devil or the Bible, but I also can't deny what I heard. There were many events in that house I still can't explain and wonder if the people who live there have had anything happen. I live two doors down from that house. Whoa, you are really close then. Um, I wonder if you've spoken to the neighbours if they've heard anything either. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say to you there, unless it was sort of like a residual haunting or stone tape theory, replaying back another bang that was a massive event. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Um, she says, I've gone on many ghost walks to Bodmin, Edinburgh Vaults and Crumlin Jail. Nothing happened at Bodmin. In Edinburgh, I went on my own. I was in a group of tourists and hung out at the back of the group. When we were in the vault, bear in mind I wrapped up as it was October, I went icy cold. Not gradually, but just cold. So cold it was biting and I had to rub my legs. I took some photos and when you look, you can see I'm surrounded by orbs. Moving on, we were to descend the stairs. I swear to God on my life, I got shoved. It was on my right shoulder and had I not been holding onto the rail, I wouldn't be here today. I swore loudly and the guide asked me if I was okay. Not wanting to sound like a crackpot, I didn't tell her what happened but did email them. At Crumlin Jail in Belfast, I was not even aware it was haunted. We just went for a bit of history as we were there for the Titanic Museum. Well, when you go in, you stand in the middle of the jail and it's like a Victorian one where you can see all the corridors from the centre. As the guide was talking, all of a sudden my head on my right felt like someone had punched me. It was a sharp pain in my head. It was not a headache, as when I left the area the pain went. Again, I didn't say anything, not even to my husband, until we got outside as I didn't want to freak him out. I'm not an attention seeker, I'm nothing special, but these things happen to me a lot. Sometimes I know things will happen before they do. I once had a word in my head. To pillow. Weird word, never heard of it. I kept saying it over and over. A few days later there was a plane crash and that was the name of the plane. Ooh, Helen, I've got goosebumps. Um, I think you've got a gift, something, you know, or you're shining brighter than other the rest of us in some kind of way because it seems like spirits are attached to you. Um, and even with you, like, knowing that the next day is going to be a bad day if you're a certain place in your dreams, and this year with the plane crash, I, I don't know, all signs point to yes for me. She goes on to say... I'm not afraid of spirits. Some are good, some are bad. Just like the living, but all affect you. 
I know for a fact that animals can come back. Oh, I'm so glad to hear this. I had a dog called Scotty. He was a West Highland Terrier. He lived to be 19. Whoa, that's really like, that's a really old age for a dog. When he died, it was a very sad time. Anyway, years and years later, I was getting the shopping out the car for mum. When I was going in the house, I naturally said, Scotty, would you like to get out from under my feet? And we looked at each other, not saying anything. After that, I would and still do at times feel him around me. I told no one of this, again, as I didn't want to look like a nut. Well, I used to work in a bank and this customer came to me and said, there's a white dog standing by you. I asked her how she knew and she said she was a local medium. I googled her, turns out she was. I felt very warm towards her. I still feel him. Oh, I also had a cat named Cat. I had COVID and when I was ill, she was too and I'm pretty sure she got COVID. That's what killed her. I like to have a nap on a Sunday and when I woke up, I heard her chirp. She'd been gone a few weeks. You could say it was my imagination as I'd just woken up. True, it could be, but I was fully awake. Not half asleep, but fully awake. Thanks for listening to my story, Helen. Oh, Helen. But after working on this, I do fully believe now that our pets do come back to see us as much as much as our loved ones do. Um, and as I said before, Helen, I think you have a gift. All these spirits seem to be drawn to you. The man in your dreams, the boy waving at you, as well as the premonitions. And, you know, I've been on a couple of ghost hunts, but not a lot has happened to me. But it seems like every single haunted place you go... Most of the, well, 90% of the time you're in a haunted place, something happens to you. So I think there's something really shining about you um, that the spirits can see and sort of you're like a beacon for them. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. If you've had anything, any experiences like this, what do you think to Helen's story? Get in touch with us. The email is contacts at paranormalpod.co.uk. Or you can get in touch on our WhatsApp. That's 075-999-27537. And it might be your story I'm reading out next week. As always, Yvette's back on Thursday with a main episode and again on Saturday with your bonus episode. Um, As for me, though, I'll be back again same time, same place next week. I wish you a lovely rest of the week. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 